The Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 186. Saturday, January 21st, 2012. This is The Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 186. I am Rob. You are Greg. Hello! And it's a new year. Hello! 2012. The year we're all supposed to explode. That's true, yes. So we've got 300 and, I don't know, 50 some odd days and then we're dead. <laughs> the paunch luck. Paunch, paunch, finally. Although, remember, they said we were going to die on 6-6-2006. Oh, right, 6 6 And we didn't die. Or maybe we did. Well, and, and, and what was the other one? We're now May. living in an alternate uh, universe of some kind here. Perhaps. An alternate universe where the Paunch Stevenson show is very popular. Well, then we're not in an alternate <laughs> universe. <laughs> no, yeah, so there was there was 666. There was, uh, at some point in May 2011, that guy was saying the world was going to explode. Oh, yeah, then he changed it to October. In October 2011. You know, these idiots gave him all their money and... So they could put up billboards to tell everyone they were going to die, and then nobody did, and people lost all their money. Now it's now supposedly December 12th, 2012. 12-12-12. Supposedly. What is that? Significance is that? Supposedly planet Earth is going to explode. None of the other planets, just Earth. Now, I don't know that the Mayans ever said that the planet would explode. Would they say? I don't know. I think they say just, anything. I think it was just a civilization would end or something. Eh. Did the Mayans actually say ah, that, or cares? did they just stop counting up to that point? All I know is, and the reason I will never believe any of this nonsense, of course, is it all goes back to middle school, and it was this moron who we went to school with, who watched some show on Nostradamus. Ah. And would come in and recite every single prediction that Nostradamus would was, would make, and I just couldn't I couldn't stand him and I couldn't stand that. Was it Steve? Of course. Ah. <laughs> hey, you know Nostradamus said, uh, "Shut up, <laughs> idiot." Nostradamus. Eyeglasses broken in half, glued at the middle. <laughs> All right, so let's begin. What does this say? Uh, Children's uh, uh, 33 and a third record or something. <laughs> Turn the page. You may now begin. Turn the page. Right. So are you going to start? You want me to start? I'll start. I don't care. Um, question. What so, happened to me starting? <laughs> all right, you start. You start. No, you've already asked the question now. All right. Did you ever notice in the 1980s... What was with all of the housekeeper sitcoms? You ever noticed that? <laughs> well, I just think that they may... I don't know which one was first. Benson. What about Alice? Alice? Uh, was Alice No, the Brady Al Bunch. Oh, didn't, didn't she have her own show or no? I don't think... No, I, Alice was a, it was a sitcom about a waitress. Anyway. So Ooh. you had Benson, Charles in Charge, of Benson. course. Um, Mr. Belvedere. Yeah, Mr. Belvedere. And who's the, who's the boss? That's right, Angela. That's right, Angela. Samantha. <laughs> Mona. 
And then that was it. And then the bu- and then the, the the housekeeper shows went away. Only in the 1980s. Well, and actually, no. It's well, there was like the nanny in the 90s, but that's more of a nanny. Well, that's what Charles in charge was. Yeah, but he did all the housekeeping. He did. Yeah, he would be in the yeah. kitchen, like cleaning and vacuuming, and the living room. I don't. Anyway, I just noticed that. I was thinking about that the other day. I I think that my guess would be that one of them was successful. I don't know which one was first. Well, the thing is, they were all successful. But hold on. I'm saying one of them was successful, and then they just copied it. Yeah, I guess. That's most likely what happened. Well, one of the... Well, Benson had a a black man. Charles in Charge had a white man from New Jersey, supposedly. Uh, Mr. Belvedere was British. Mr. Belvedere was an old British man, and then who's the boss was a man from New York City, right? In Connecticut, yeah. Brooklyn or the Bronx or one of those. I don't know. Anyway, this is what goes through my mind throughout the week. Well, and then eventually it became... Well, the thing was, in a sense, yes, you're saying, well, it's about how... But it's, it's, it's also about how it's... It's a family, and then there's always this other, like, third wheel that they throw in there. True. Because then it became like like uh, the Fresh Prince, where it was Will Smith was thrown into the house. True, yeah. With everyone true. else. That's true. And then uh, Full House, they had the guy oh. who... Who just... Who just who lived in... What was it? <laughs> the alcove. Lived in the alcove. Uncle the, Joey. The first floor. Cut it out. Doing very bad uh, <clears throat> Popeye impersonate, yeah. Bullwinkle and Popeye. <laughs> ack, 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 ack. What was that oh, show yeah. that he had? Remember he had a show? A show within the show? Well, yeah. I don't remember. Oh, uh, what was it called? He was a park ranger. Right, it was Ranger Joe, and it had a stupid song. Uh, you mean the radio show they had, separate from Full House? No, it was on Full oh, House. I, I have no the idea. The character had a show, Uncle Joey. Yes, he I was a no ranger. Idea. He was Ranger Joe. He had this stupid like talking beaver, and then Ranger Joe, Ranger Joe. He's the greatest guy I know. Ranger Joe. Howdy ho, Junior Rangers! I don't know. That that's what it was. Anyway, and the other guy toured with the Beach Boys. John Stay. Oh yeah, Uncle Jesse. <laughs> Actually, speaking of the Beach Boys, you know they're they're they've reunited for a fiftieth anniversary tour. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say for the fiftieth time. Fiftieth <laughs> anniversary. It's like it's like three or four. Uh, you know, or like original members still alive. Brian Wilson? Yeah. He's part of it? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, otherwise, no one would care. Yeah, but for a while, he wasn't involved. No, I mean, he never... Well, then, eventually, he became like... He, like, in the 90s, he, the last 20 years, he's been, like, touring on his own. Oh. Because the other guy, the, the like, the other singer, Mike Love, is a, is a crackpot. <laughs> he's just a nut. Uh, <laughs> I did not know that. Did you ever see the miniseries of the Beach Boys? It was pretty good. Was it on in, in the nineties? I think. Yeah, it was in the, yeah, the late nineties. It was I, insane. I vaguely remember. 
was like hung out with is... Charles Manson or oh, something. Oh yeah, briefly with Charles Manson. <clears throat> That's weird. Well, anyway. Alright, next. Alright, so I saw this uh um I'll hide my notes here. Alright. I saw this you're, you should look it up on the, on my here. I'll, I'll tell you what it is. But um, Bill Maher, nah. you know, when Newt Gingrich was like at the top of the polls, <laughs> Bill Maher played this clip from his old politically incorrect show. Oh yeah, and it was this like skit with Bill Maher and somebody we know playing Newt Gingrich, in which Bill Maher is like the Godfather, and, and the Newt Gingrich guy comes in complaining. <laughs> Me, Marlon Brando. No, no, he was. Well, he wasn't dead yet. So who's the person we know? I'm going to show you. Ted Danson? Why would Ted Danson be playing Newt Gingrich? Ed Begley Jr.? Uh, Who else do we know? Newt. It's the Newt Godfather, which I cannot spell. Don't look. All right. I'm not looking. Uh, Newt Gingrich Godfather. Oh, this is it here. Newt and the Godfather? Dr. Phil? No. I am the Godfather. James Brown? James Brown? The Godfather. I don't know. All I ever wanted to be was... Oh! Willie Anderson! Going louder. But this rat bastard... He has no respect. He vetoes my bills. He steals my issues. He made me ride in the back of the plane. And then he dishonors his family. He dishonors his dry cleaner. And who loses their job? Me. <laughs> Why are you going to suck the animal? I don't know. It's a giant tiger that he's petting. No. This war stops now. <laughs> he won, you lost. Now I have to go away for a while. That is the business we have chosen. Can I only... <laughs> Bill Moore plays... <laughs> oh, he puts uh... it in his pocket. <laughs> but it's not fair. He was banging cocktail waitresses two at a time. Lobbyists couldn't get a drink at the bar. Godfather. He had sex with a Jew on Easter. It's an insomnia. What do you want me to do? This fooling around with young girls. We leave that to the Democrats. They're animals, so let them lose their souls. But this, this impeachment business, that, that's a little dangerous. Mark my words, that is what will destroy us in the years to come. It wasn't me, Godfather. It was that wild man, Ken, the subpoena star. He's out of, he's crazy, he's crazy, he's out of control. Let me handle Ken Star. I'll make him an offer he can't leak. Godfather, Godfather. <laughs> What's the matter? I want my job back. I want my job back. I want my job back. You can act like a man. You spent time with your family? 
No, remember I left my wife when she had cancer. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bill Maher has like a painted on mustache. Yes. If only you had listened to the polls. If only you had respected the wishes of the people. But you didn't. So now? Nah, not that godfather, no. no. I'm afraid it has to be. You're the new greeter at all our properties here in Las Vegas. <laughs> How did you find that? Uh, he posted it on his Facebook page. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> which you don't use. Let's see, I've never seen any of this stuff. Oh, Louie. Right, uh, when was that from? I don't know. From, you know, in the late 90s there. Yeah. Wow. Uh, what else? Uh, let's see. Uh, Bored to Death got canceled. Did it bore Ted people Danson. to death? It didn't bore me to death. It's some other people. Why was it called Bored to Death? I don't know. Ted Danson. Well, he's doing CSI. <laughs> he didn't have time. <laughs> I'm going to look up the name of this ridiculous, nonsensical Beatles well, movie. Fuck off. Uh, what was that movie called? <clears throat> Oh, the last te- yeah, that's what it was. All right, the wait. last what? The last testament of George Harrison. <laughs> oh God! You mean the the Russian Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonator? <laughs> Here we go. <sighs> All right. All right. There is this movie that came out, I guess, on home video or DVD or whatever in 2010. Well, called- it was, yeah. Well, it was initially at. You know, they played it at probably some of those small film festivals or something. Well, whatever. So it's called, it came out in 2010. It's called Paul McCartney Really Is Dead, mm. colon, The Last Testament of George Harrison. <laughs> and now this says, in the summer of 2005, a package arrived at the Hollywood uh, offices of Highway 61 Entertainment from London with no return address. Inside were two mini-cassette audio tapes dated December 30th, 1999, labeled The Last Testament of George Harrison. A voice, supposedly George Harrison's Uh, voice, tells a shocking story that Paul McCartney was killed in a car crash in November 1966 and replaced with a double. Yes. British intelligence, MI5, had forced the Beatles to cover up McCartney's death to prevent mass suicide of Beatles fans, blah, 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 blah. So, <laughs> we watched this movie. Well, you did. And it I was, didn't... I thought you had seen some of it. No, I, I watched the news report about it. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. There was a, hold on, no, I'll do this first. There was... I saw this on YouTube, and it was really strange because I saw this, I just was fiddling around YouTube, and I saw this a couple of weeks before somehow you saw the movie. Right. Even though we, on didn't, Netflix. we didn't tell each other to watch it. <laughs> right. It Coincidence. So I see this video on YouTube of a news clip, like a local news, you know, Fox, it was some local Fox News, you know, Fox something. Naturally. And there's some, you know, the woman who's hosting, of course, is, is a just total airhead. Has no concept of anything. So she she has this guy on who's a director of this movie. 
you know, and this is a couple of years ago, and she's he and so she's like, oh, you know, what's this movie about? And so this guy starts explaining, yeah, you know, you know, we got this tape, we had it checked out. It's George Harrison. Paul McCartney's really dead. Replacement of double blah blah. And this woman is believing every single word this guy says. And then they played the clip. <laughs> so here I am. I'm watching this thing. I'm like, wait, what is this? I'm like, are they, are they serious or something? I, I figure they're joking. This is some joke. The guy's name is Joel Gilbert. Yeah. So then all of a sudden they play the clip, and as soon as within two syllables, <laughs> I started laughing. And then they finish the clip, and this woman's like, oh, that's very compelling. What? what? <laughs> Come on. Well, within two syllables of what? Explain. Two syllables of the voice, supposed to be George Harrison, <laughs> narrating. Within two syllables, I was like, come on. Well, well tell, say what you told me the voice sounded like. It's... It sounded like a Russian. It sounded like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Not like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but it was like, Hello, I am George Harrison. I will tell you what happened to Paul McCartney now. If you like want. Borat. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was like Borat. Hello, I am uh, George Harrison. How are you doing? Uh, like, what? And the stupid thing is, supposedly George, like, First of all, why would George Harrison mail these tapes to this one studio out of all the studios in the who, whole world? Who he's never heard of, right? I'm sure. Number two, supposedly George Harrison recorded these tapes narrating the secret of what really happened while laying in his deathbed in the hospital. Yeah, but he didn't die for another two years. Well, not only that... There's no hospital noises in the background. There's he wasn't no. In a hospital. There's no stuttering. There's no. Um. Uh. Wait. Oh wait. I forgot. Yeah. It, it was. It was like flawlessly narrated by this Russian. Like, the bro Here's guy. the thing. I understand. You know. Again, this was. A, you know. This was a spoof movie. They. They. You know. This was like a Blair Witch thing. I understand that. Fine. <laughs> but you mean to tell me you couldn't find anybody on the face of the earth who could do a better. Forget about a George Harrison impersonation. An English accent. How hard is it? What? Forget about an impersonator. You can't find an English person? I guess not. Maybe it was too expensive. And Well, okay. The and, then, and then not to mention that, like, regardless of whether it's a spoof or it's supposed to be real or whatever. I mean, I, obviously it's not real. But yeah. if it's supposed to be real, it is so, like... Pretty much every other sentence in this movie was easily not true. <laughs> like, you know, when when the John Lennon wrote yes. Nowhere Man in Nowhere. 1967. It's like, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Obviously that song came out in 1965. How could he write it in 1967? <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, it just made no sense. It, uh, clearly it was very poorly researched. And then they were trying to say later on that, like, like um, this guy, what was his name, William Campbell, who yes. supposedly took Paul McCartney's place. Like, William, William Campbell, who was actually an actor, who, who played a number of roles in the original Star Trek. Really? But it wasn't this guy. This oh, The guy that were purported to be William Campbell. So, supposedly, this guy, William Campbell, replaced Paul McCartney. No, no he won a look-alike contest. <laughs> right, but won. they never announced the winner. 
Like, what? What difference does that make? But the stupid thing is, all right, so this guy kind of, again, according to the movie, mm-hmm. kind of looked like Paul McCartney. Oh, and, and and then remember, Paul McCartney got divorced, right? Shortly around that time, or wasn't there something like that? Or he dumped a girlfriend or something? Yeah, like, right, there were right, some right. changes, right. some life changes right. that they attributed to this. Oh, well, it's, it's right. not the same Paul McCartney. So supposedly this guy sort of looked like Paul McCartney, but because this would, like, first of all, why the government would get involved in the Beatles makes no sense. But supposedly the government got involved. They were doing government. They were doing top secret military plastic surgery on William Campbell to make him look more like Paul McCartney. Why wasn't Jesse Ventura narrating this movie? (laughs) It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. And then, um,. And then uh, they, and had to, they had to teach him how to be left-handed. <laughs> they had to teach him how to sing. It's like... And, and then the Beatles broke up, and then supposedly, you know, this William Campbell guy kept pretending to be Paul no, McCartney no, and having a solo they career. They broke up. Hold on. But they, according to this, they broke up because somebody was going to tell or something, right? There was something well, the gov- like that. Supposedly, the government would constantly be threatening them you better not tell or we're gonna kill you <laughs> and then so according to this movie paul mccartney really is dead the last testament of george harrison <sighs> according to this movie in 1980 john hold on, lennon hold on you mean to tell me you mean to tell me you you've had a robot impersonating paul mccartney for 40 years robot robot so supposedly according to this movie the last testament of george harrison in 1980 john lennon was getting so fed up Keeping this secret. He was ready to tell. That's right. Yes. And according to this movie, the government murdered John Lennon. The The British government. Yes. No, it was the CIA. They had constant surveillance. How could you put that in a movie? To quote Jesse Ventura, when I saw him, he goes, you know, and by the way, you can't see me, but I have to shake my head like him to do the person. (laughs) You know, what happens is any time a... popular figure is under government surveillance. The only reason they surveil them is because they're going to shoot them. That makes sense. To, to quote him. Didn't you play a clip of him saying that in a previous episode? Well, I when, I met, when I met him... You played was, that? Yeah, when he was talking about his book. I don't... I think He may have said that, but what he said was, I don't even get into the, the conspiracy about the famous Beatle John Lennon. Like, what other... Of course it's a famous beetle, duh. Pete Best. (laughs) The non-famous beetle. And uh, I didn't even get into that. And then he was saying something else. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, no, he was saying, how does someone who's under 24-hour CIA surveillance... Well, it wasn't CIA. ...get assassinated by someone walking down the street? Hmm. He said, obviously, that's why it was the CIA who did it. Yeah, but he he didn't mean that about Lennon. He was talking about other assassinations. So anyway, this movie, yeah, it's like even if it is a parody, you don't say that. You don't say John Lennon was murdered by the CIA. It's it's because he was going to reveal William Campbell. You don't say that. It's in bad. It's in very bad taste. I mean, Harrison is dead. So basically, I mean, it's oh, and and supposedly. The car when 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 the real Paul McCartney got into the car accident in 1966 and died, yeah. 
the woman that got hit by the car was Heather Mills. Ah! She ended up losing her leg, and then William Campbell, years later, ended up met coincidentally. She wasn't even married. alive in 1960-something. <laughs> I know, it's stupid. <sighs> so all these years later, coincidentally, William Campbell ended up marrying her. God. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's in bad it's it's, it's, it's it was horrendous. In very, very bad taste and it's just horrendous. stupid. I mean, I mean, it's you're taking advantage of the fact that Harrison is dead. Well, why didn't they get Glenn Noller to do the voice? <laughs> Did he do a good voice? Look like him? I don't know. Anybody? Anybody? Anybody, anybody could have talked like George Harrison talked. Not right? like not like Borat. Very slow, huh? Not like Borat. Well, not like Borat. <laughs> Stupid. All right. So what's next? Well, speaking of Paul McCartney, is another new album coming out. I'm sure you're gonna rush out to buy it. Solo. Yeah. No, it's not uh, the Fireman. Uh, this, this rifle of got this, a new album. I got a new album. Uh, let's see if there's a clip. Oh no. Everybody's gonna dance tonight. Oh boy. Well, it's probably you on his... Do it. his you do that. No. It's probably on his Facebook, but since you don't have it... Um, let's see here. I don't even know what it's called. Uh, I mean, you know, we're coming up like a flower love. <laughs> um... It's it's my best album since the last one, love. <laughs> ah! Oh, wait, oh, no. no, that's... Hey, wait, 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 what is this? Tour dates 2012? Yeah. Let's let's check out some tour no, dates. I'm not gonna go. Why? I'll go. You didn't go the last time. I'll go this time. You said it was too expensive. Alright, Texas, Plain. Texas... That's it? Well, this, this is only... January. He's only playing in Texas? They're just showing January, calm down. Oh, this freaking website is useless. Go it's back. his site. Oh no, it's not his site. That's why. <laughs> Stupid. That's right, love. All right, so Paul McCartney. Wait, Paul McCartney. Welcome to PaulMcCartney.com beta. Just <laughs> <laughs> a website because they probably need his okay, and he can never. He probably can't decide. Uh, well, you know, I like this over here. Why are you asking him? <laughs> What has to be in a website? Have you seen the the the, uh, the Have you seen the projects he's done that don't well. involve rock and roll music? Well, even half the ones that do classical music and children's music. What's it? and then he was making those? He was making Cartoons. those like electronica music. Oh, he, the Fireman! Right? No, no, no. In the '90s, some DJ guy Bro. remixed a bunch of his songs. They're terrible. Yeah, but he worked on it with him. Terrible. Let's see music. Ugh. Is this it? Ocean Kingdom. This <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Is it new? Go to it. Paul McCartney's Ocean Kingdom. I don't know this, if that's. This has to be hilarious. Oh, it's classical. Oh no! <laughs> Get out of here. Classical. Get out of here. Why does he keep releasing I classical don't know. albums? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. That's yeah, for the fireman there. That was that was the most recent one. What's that? Oh, um, God. Now just yeah. What's that? That's a fireman. Red one. Oh, it is. 
Oh, this is a kisses on the bottom. Oh, that, I think that was it there. What does what does the bottom mean? Like I don't know. butt, like kissing someone's butt. Nice. No, they don't call it there. <laughs> so go to Rome. Why is this a picture of him from the seventies? It is. No, that's recent. It is. Yes. Why is this? There's no wrinkles. It's just, it's black and white. Uh, false advertising. Whatever. Oh, it comes out February seventh, twenty twelve. I think there's one song here that we can actually play. How My generous. Valentine. Bye bye Blackbird. What is he like? Rem remaking a Blackbird? <laughs> Get yourself another fool on the hill. <laughs> what is this? from the 20s. Awful. I'm sorry. Out of all the if clips. You spent, hold on. If you took that song, that's the only, that's a clip? That's the only clip from the whole album If that's you available. took that song, right, and you sped it up by like a little bit, it would sound like something from the 20s. <laughs> that's true. Hello, hello. hello. <laughs> What's this? Look at this one. I don't know. what. That's not even English. What is this? Accent 28 the positive? I don't know. Me and my shadow. Wait, that's not what I'm thinking about, right? It's not accent joy. No, it's not. It's not him singing that. Please tell Are me. Are these it's all old, like that. 1920s? Songs? Yeah, I don't think. Maybe this, it is. I don't think he wrote like any of these. Uh, let me go what to. What is he uh, doing? Go to Wikipedia. Here, you do it. Go to Wikipedia.org. Kisses on the bottom. I should have brought a mouse. That's what I forgot. No, stop. A mouse is obsolete. <laughs> what? No, I'm just kidding. Well, you know, you know, like CES just happened yeah. recently, and now the big, like, supposedly the big thing all these companies are pushing for the, like, you know, the upcoming year mm. is all like, no, 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 you don't need a mouse. You're gonna talk to the computer oh, and move your God, hands this, around, this thing again. like the connect, like like you say computer. Well, I was in the Google.com, and then you move your hand to go like yeah. up and down. Well, uh, last month I was in the Best Buy, so I had to get a mouse, and um, they had those touchscreen PCs, mm. and I just I was like playing around with them. I'm like, I can't do this now. All right, All right go down to the bottom. Look at the writers. It's not him. All right, wait, 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 wait. hold on. It says <sighs> Wikipedia. The album's title "Kisses on the Bottom" comes yeah. from the album's lead track. I'm gonna sit right down and write myself a letter. Mm -hmm. Originally a hit for Fats Waller in 1935. 1935 said McCartney about the album. I worked with Diana Krall oh. and great jazz mu musicians like John Clayton. This is a album very. Very tender, very, very, tender. very intimate love. This is an album you listen to at home after work with a glass of wine or a cup of tea. No. Come on. What is that? The album was helmed by jazz producer Tommy yeah, right, right. Who, wait, 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 who has previously worked with Miles Davis and Barbara Streisand. Now, apparently, Eric Clapton plays on this album as the Stevie Wonder. Lame. Oh, boy. 
Did he write any songs? Well, one. That one by Valentine. Oh, that that terrible one. And then another one. What is he doing? Yeah, I know it. This act, accent. Joy the positive. Do, 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 what do. is he That's, doing? He's going to be singing that. Well, supposedly he's coming out with another album in 2012. TBA. <sighs> Whatever. All right. The deluxe version of the album will include two additional tracks, a download code for access to an exclusive live show available from paulmccartney.com a week after the album's release in February, and longer liner notes and uh, three I hope he's not going to be playing any of this on tour. If he does, he's getting bottles thrown at him. <laughs> Rob, will, Rob will buy like a $10,000 front row seat <laughs> just so he can jump up and like beat up Paul McCartney. I'll grab the guitar from him and start beating him with it. Actually, that, that segues into something I was going to mention here. Um, oh, nice. Or should I do this first? No, no segue. All right, I'll do, I'll do this first and then get back to this other quote. So go back to YouTube. Oh, that's right. And I want you to type in this in the search here. Okay. Don't mess... With the Zohan? No. With Keith Richards... Okay. And ba so basically, this is a rolling, some little clip from a Rolling Stone concert, and some idiot comes up. This is, I don't know when this was, 70s, 80s, probably early 80s. Some idiot comes up on the stage, you know, to, like, bother them. And Keith Richards, you'll see, Keith Richards goes after them. All right. Clicking on it. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> what? Why is Mick Jagger just standing there? I don't know. <laughs> he goes back to playing. Oh my god. So basically, wait, 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 wait. Keith Richards. This guy jumps up on stage yeah. and Keith Richards takes well, his guitar, his electric guitar, there's off, also beating this guy <laughs> with it. Well, no, but there's also, they're also in the midst of balloons. There's balloons everywhere. That's so true. it's chaos. This guy runs up. Richards sees him. Without even stop, without even, you know, thinking about it, pulls the guitar off from over his shoulder and literally beats the guy in the head with it yeah. one time. The guy goes down and then he puts the guitar back over and starts, starts playing. And the whole time Mick Jagger is just looking at him as if, <laughs> as if this is perfectly it. normal. Rolling Stones. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What is this? What, 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 what is what, this? Oh, no, then he's talking about it. All right. All right. Turn a phrase. No, I do the same thing. The only reason I did it because security was not there. They were two steps behind. I'm watching Mick's back. I don't know where this guy's going to go. And uh, a telecast is a damn good club. Yeah. Can't understand <laughs> a word he's saying. The, the moment was, did I put him too far over for Charlie's drums so that I would screw up the drumming? But I didn't. And the guitar was still in tune. No, it's, it's kind of an automatic, instinctive thing, you know. So I can see security running up, but I know they're not. He's going to get to Mick or get to the center of the stage before any of them. And so what I just, I mean, I watched my man's back, you know. I tell it cast. I bailed him out afterwards, all right? Uh, he didn't spend the night in jail. He still owes me 200 bucks. Well, that was nice of him. He bailed the guy out of jail. That was nice. Yeah, so that was funny. He just sees him and just whacks him. Good <laughs> shot, and that's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. And then, I saw him come up. What? 
<laughs> Richards. Ah, so what I was going to say was about McCartney. That's right, Wolf. So I was fiddling, I was looking for, I don't know how I came upon this, but... I mean, did you, know. you Did you know that there's only been, in history, other than Beatles Rock Band, one video game made involving any of the Beatles? I didn't know there was any. There, there was one. It was on the Commodore 64. Oh, of course. Of course it was. Guess what it was called? What? From 19, I think like around 1984. It was... Help? No, 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 no. It was, a, it was a, about McCartney. It was oh. based off a McCartney movie. Oh, no. Yes! No. Yes! No. Yes. Give my regards to Brudge. Yeah. The video game? Yes, How could the video game? What? I found one go, go clip on YouTube. All right. One. Does it show anything? Yeah. What do I type in? Give my regards. Yeah, it's C64 or something. How did you come across this? I don't know how I found it. Oh, what the... oh no. But wait, listen to the to the music though. It's not give my regards to Broad Street. Abbey Road Studio. It's banned on the run. What is the point? Basically, why doesn't this person, like, actually play the game? I, guess, I don't know. He's, he's going through the thing. Basically, you have to go around like the movie. <laughs> and find the tape. Something to do with the, I don't know. Wait, then there's a scene. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold on, hold on. It looks like, just to describe the video, it looks like, it's like a, a top view oh, yeah, of a terrible. street in a town. It's kind of along the lines of Spy Hunter. Yeah. And, it's a little, like, bump and jump. Yeah. Alright, so let's... A scene in this clip. That's awful. <laughs> this is so bad. The music is so bad. With red and purple squares as buildings. So basically... If you... Can come up with. Oh, then he gets out of the car, and it's like this. Oh, he has to unlock the bathroom. Remember? Oh, no. Why, why would I remember this? No, remember we talked about this in a, an old episode. It said it turns out that the guy really had the tapes, but he was locked in the train station bathroom because it locked in, in from the outside. Movie? Give my regards to Broad. Why would I've never seen that? I know. I was reviewing it oh. or something in an old episode. And you said, why would a public bathroom lock from the outside? <laughs> All right, well, that was just just off that movie, and that movie is no, terrible. No, so, well, yeah, but, yeah, it's awful. But what I was going to say is, basically, if, if you can think of any possible idea, just about, mm. and say, I wonder if that was ever a video game. Nah, that's too ridiculous. There's probably, like, an 80% chance there was a video game, and it was on the Commodore 64. Yeah, or some computer... Some kind of... It was ridiculous. The, but the, almost always the Commodore... It's like... It's like, you know, who's the boss? The video game? Now, nah, that would be so stupid. And then you look it is. up and it's like, oh, wait, a Commodore 64. Who's the boss game? Of course. Of course there was. 
No, because there was there was like it was very easy to program for. The, the graphics were so bad back then that you didn't have what you didn't have to make it look like anything. Yeah, I guess. I wonder how well that give my regards to Broad Street game sold. Sure, how many copies? It. it says it's by Argus mm-hmm. Press Software. No clue. Weird. How'd Maybe. you come across that? <clears throat> I think it was weird. Maybe when I was looking through the the other stuff with McCartney, <laughs> you found the video. I came no, I pro- I came across like I was like, well, wait a minute, what? Give my regards to Broad Street or something. Maybe I just like looked for that and I was looking at some of the clips of it. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. And then I saw this. I was like, what? <laughs> Commodore sixty four. <laughs> well, needless to say, Beatles Rock Band is the superior Beatles related video game. Yeah. <clears throat> so speaking of video games. We were talking about the Robin Williams. No, oh, Robin Williams. Mark for more. He uh, he named his children off of after video game characters. Well, his daughter is Zelda. Yeah, and the son is named Cody, which is supposed to be after the guy in uh, Final Fight. <laughs> kind of an Williams. odd game to pick. To so his so Robin Williams' two favorite video games are The Legend of Zelda and Final Fight. Well, apparently. I saw this because it was an article that he plays Call of Duty all the time. No. So can you imagine being on the headset on oh, like Xbox Live or something? No. And you're in a multiplayer game. He will never shut and up. And it's Robin Williams. Player playing I would although I would track down where he lives and kill him. What if he has a beard though? Then he would be serious, that, Robin Williams. That's true. Then, he's, then he is the very serious. I've just shot you in the head. What will you do about it? It's the dramatic Robin Williams. Yeah. Not the RV Robin Williams. Ah! Or old dogs. <laughs> Robin Williams. He was in that? Was it? Oh, it was uh, the one with John Travolta, right? Yeah. I didn't realize he was in that. Oh, no. no, no that, that was uh, that Tim was Allen. Yeah, 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 what am I thinking? And Martin Lawrence. He was in another movie, John Travolta, where they're like they're like in an ad agency. It's terrible. Recently? Yeah. I don't know. It's appalling. <laughs> wow. So yeah, Robin Williams, the hardcore gamer. <laughs> By the way, there's a store that opened up um, nearby, like kind of in our general area. It's called Game On. It's on uh, Allwood Road, actually. You know, like by the Allwood Movie Theater? Oh, where the bicycle place Yeah, was. yeah, 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 yeah. It's called Game On. It's yeah, on the it's, corner. It's like it's like collectible card game. <laughs> game On, isn't it? I know. Every time I go by there, it's the the people sitting at the tables. Oh, no. You, you know, when you pass a game store uh, and, and you see the people sitting at the tables, yeah. just keep walking. Steer there's clear. One, yeah, there's been there's one in Cedar Grove that's been there for forever. I forget what it's called. And for anyone listening wondering why, like the one, like what what I mean by that, you get these these uh, you know Dungeons and Dragons kind of like Magic the Gathering kind of people. Yeah. And they just sit at the tables with their little playing cards and like like my card is a troll. Uh. And my card is a. Is a <clears throat> centaur. Oh yeah. Well, my next card is a magician. Well, I my guess next it's, card. It's like. Well, I guess there's. It's. 
I'll give them credit though. It's it's more social than 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 what they used to do with the mudding. <laughs> That's true. I mean that was appalling. That's true. All right, you're right. But the, the the other store I was talking about, I think I went in this place a long long time ago. They have all that stuff. Plus, they do like these like the model like war game stuff. Oh, like you have to paint the little one. Yes, yeah, all the little models and stuff. But they actually had there's like a game with it. Very strange. Yeah. It's oh, like, well. just play Risk. <laughs> it's or the board sh- game. Stratego. Stratigery? Stratego, oh, or whatever oh, that is. Oh, yeah. I never played that. <laughs> Remember in an old episode you were talking about one time, you were at the toy store and you had mm-hmm. to pick out a board game and you picked out the one that like looked... Uh, was it Axis and Allies? Yeah, I never picked that out. I always wanted it because I always like... Because it, it's like, wow, this one comes with 500 pieces. Because I, I always liked the little... like Because it literally had like all these little like planes. They were all like, die-cast. Yeah. They weren't plastic. They were cool. There were all these little planes and it was all kinds of stuff. But the, it, the, the other thing about it was it was the biggest... And most expensive board game in, like, the whole entire Toys R Us. For some reason. I just always remember that. It was, like, it was like 60-something dollars. Wow. I was like, could you imagine? Game? Could you imagine you're eight years old and you get that home and you open it up and you start reading the instructions and it's like, <laughs> I'm not playing this. This is ridiculous. I know. I had an X-Men. <laughs> like, a long time ago, like 20 years ago, I was really into the X-Men. And, you know, at the time... The video games, like, the video games for stunk. Yeah, like, terrible. I had the ones for Genesis. Uh, they stunk. Yeah, that's true. Well, the, the problem was the first game, I think it was the first X-Men for Genesis, was the one that you couldn't get out of the first level unless you hit reset. <laughs> right? Something like that. Yeah, I think you had a reset. You couldn't get out of the first level. Anyway, it was too hard. <laughs> And, uh, I, I mean, even, I mean, now I have them for Super Nintendo also. They made a few of them, which are better than Genesis ones. But, you know, like, you could never get, like, I, the, you could never get all the characters and all that. But, you know, I, I love the, 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 the video game. That was, is that Capcom? The arcade game. Yeah, the Konami. Yeah, sorry. Oh, that was a Konami. Yeah, because yeah. I remember, like, we'd go to Wildwood and they'd have the six player. Yeah. On two screens. It was like, oh my god. Well, the stupid spliers. Here's what I never understood, right? The, the NES game was made by LJ and it was terrible. It's all about licensing. It was like some kind of top view. Mm. But with the Genesis games, it was like, they tried to make it too intricate. Like, you have to find the 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 way through the level. and it, The arcade game was, was, was just like, up. yeah, it was just like a final fight, double dragon type of game. You walk it, from left to right and you yeah. beat up the enemies. Why couldn't they make... A home X-Men video game because for the home consoles that you just walk from left to right and yeah. beat people up. Well, they had, Why did they have to complicate it? Well, they did. They had the... Uh, eventually, I think Capcom made at least one or two for Super Nintendo. I have them. Oh. Well, I'm talking and, about and the Genesis good. one. No, they were terrible. And the NES ones were, of course, no. disastrous. Garbage. But it was, again, it was, it was like... Remember, the X-Men arcade game, which was the beat-em-up Konami... And then there yeah. was the Simpsons arcade right. game to beat him up, but they didn't have the license. Konami didn't have the license; they only had the Turtles. Well, they didn't have the license for the home version. Yeah, exactly. That's why you, you it was get LJN or Acclaim or it's whatever. The same thing. But again, even the Simpsons games, the arcade game Konami, you walk from left to right and you yeah. beat up the cartoon characters. Yes. The home and, version, it's like you have to go through mazes yeah. and figure out which weapon to use. 
I don't want to do that. I just want to walk from left to right and beat up the characters. <laughs> I I know. And they just, overcomplicate I don't, these, these old games. Konami, like I said, they made Turtles 2, which was yeah. so much better than the first Turtles oh. for Nintendo. Yeah. And they made Turtles because, 3. Because why? Once again... Turtles yeah. one, the, oh, you have the map, yeah, and you I have know, to figure out where terrible. to go and go through the underwater maze. And part two, you walk from left to right and you beat up the foot soldier. Well, they hadn't, but at the time, way they, better. Yeah, but at the time they made the first one, they hadn't made the the arcade game yet. I know, but even regardless, just keep it simple. I agree. You know, people like you know, we're little boys. We just want to. We don't want to figure out mazes and maps and just walk from left to right and shoot things and beat up things. Uh, no, like like look at Contra. Contra, yeah. perfect. No maps, no puzzles. Mm. You know, Jackal, perfect. The Simpsons. You got anything uh, else? Well, first of all, as we promised in episode 186, one of our Twitter followers, Spaceman David, mm. we promised to call him Mrs. Paunch Stevenson okay. on the air. Okay. So Spaceman David on Twitter, at Spaceman David, you are Mrs. Paunch Stevenson. All right. Because he ordered the, the Paunch Stevenson show t-shirt. I didn't even think we were, those were still available. I didn't either, but... Every, you don't even have any of those. Do you? No. <laughs> so anyway, our shirts and our merchandise are still available. Go to punchstevenson.com. Yes. We're we, now on Facebook. Wait, no, we don't even have a... How did this guy find... We don't even Can, have a link. On, it's on. It's still on Cafe Press. I know, but th we don't link to it from the website. You can find it from Google. I can't. So he must have really wanted to yeah. find Paunch Stevenson show merchandise. Yeah. Wow. I guess we'll have to add the link back and generate some money. <laughs> We've we got to redesign them. They're just, they look terrible, though. That's true. Well, that was from six years hey, ago. Wait a minute. And you're, you're doing, so you're on the Twitter, I'm doing the Facebook, and now you're harassing the douche. Okay, guys, this is really Eliza Dushku, and you're listening to the Paunch Stevenson show. That's right. Awesome. Dorian Gray. Not harassing. I'm... What is this? She <laughs> Hold on. Eliza... I'm following Eliza Dushku. Well, we're following Eliza Dushku on Twitter. So, she posted, because it was Friday the 13th, January, Friday the 13th. Um, or Friday, January 13th. And she posted a, a, a tweet or Twitter post that was like, you know, what are you superstitious about? And I said, I'm not. And she's like, you know, I'll, I'll, like, what are you superstitious about? You know, reply to me and I'll retweet it. And yeah. I did, and she never retweeted it. You know how she's got a million, a 100,000 followers. So I reminded her. You know how many people retweet to her at one time? Well, yes, except then she posted a follow-up saying, oh, come on, no one's responding? Come on, this is Twitter, be social. And I wrote back to her, I said, I did respond. Oh. Maybe, Pay attention. Wait, did it? Maybe I, I, I wake don't, up. I don't completely understand the Twitter. I don't understand how it shows up. I'm just not convinced that when you respond, it always shows up. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Well, it probably did, but she, like you said, she probably has so many. Uh, yeah, that's the problem. People sending her messages, pestering her, <laughs> that it probably got pushed down off the screen. Well, she's doing this this uh, charity thing that she does. 
So if you uh, if you donate thirteen dollars in the next couple of days, you you could you could out of the God knows how many people you could win a a phone chat or something, a five to ten minute phone call from. She's done other dish. ones. When I I donated last year in December, and she had something where it was. I think it was like a video chat. I don't, I don't know who won. Obviously, it wasn't me. And then she did another one last week where you could have a cup of coffee with her. Cup, cup, of, coffee. cup of coffee. Oh yeah, yeah. cup right. of coffee. I should, sh- I would show up and be like, Macho Man hey, Randy. Hey, it's the Macho Man Randy Savage here. I'm here for my cup of coffee. Where's Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? Yeah, <laughs> that'd be hilarious if you met her and talked like that. <laughs> Actually, wait, you did meet her. What am I yeah, talking sure. about? I did. So now she already knows your voice. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you met her in October. I'm sure she'll remember me from then. Um, from five minutes. So now we will have to play the clip. Mm. The, so you're going to donate? Real... Are you going to donate and win me a, a phone? T- <laughs> a well, the problem, was, coffee. the problem was... The, no, that was the other one. That already oh. happened. Oh. The problem was then there was... um the, the second place was some Twitter follow. I, I, I really don't care if she follows me on Twitter. <laughs> Just, I don't care. She's not going to respond And then the thick third place was some signed something <laughs> or other that she would send. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I'll donate. I mean, I'll donate. I don't care. Well, Thir- both. 13 bucks, whatever. With both, with twice the chance to win. <laughs> Double our odds. Please. Ugh. <sighs> Um. Yeah. All right. So, Spaceman David, Mrs. Punch Stevenson. You know the DC Comics logo. Yeah. All right. Evidently, they're changing it. This is DC Comics's new logo. You ready? Yeah. Come on. Waiting for the page to load here. <laughs> That's DC Comics' new logo. What? <laughs> it's, how stupid is that? How would you ever recognize that? I wouldn't. That's why it's stupid. Who they, they get this idea from? Stanley? It's me, Web Schlinger. I invented the new DC Comics logo. I'm Logo Man. I go around destroying the evildoers' logos. DC Comics is an evildoer. It's me, Stanley. He was on Chuck again. Oh yeah. I invent a new superhero every thirty seconds. He was working for the CIA. CIA man. Mm. He goes around. Spelling things, CIA. <laughs> I am a spy. I'm the number one spy. <laughs> um. Oh, let me. Uh. Yeah. So anyway, so whatever. That was DC Comics's new logo. See now, if you want to look at the previous logos, yeah. you can get a sense of how just how awful the new logo really is. This ever loads. Come on. Well, anyway, so you could just look at this. So this was the previous logo. That was the logo that I knew. It's like a circle with yeah, four yeah, stars, yeah. DC block letters. I thought that was fine. Yeah. <clears throat> but this new one is just horrendous. 
And honestly, who cares? We're going to sell more comic books because they changed the logo? It's probably sell less now. Mm. Sell fewer. Anyway, for whoever's listening, go to Google.com, type in DC Comics new logo. It's putrid. Oh, we are the ultimate pop culture podcast. This is right. an important part of pop culture. DC Comics changed the logo. Twenty years ago, John rang me. It was around 1 December 1980 and told me he was going to go public and tell everything about Paul. Eight days later, he was dead. For me, it was only two weeks ago that I saw the man known as Paul McCartney and told him I was going to tell the truth about what we had done. That I couldn't keep up the deception any longer. It seems John's fate was also intended for me, even though so much time has passed. For it was many years ago, in 1966, that my mates and I promised never to tell the story that I'm about to tell. It's been a terrible burden of guilt being part of this great deception, even though there were important reasons for it, which I'll explain. But first of all, I want to say how much I loved Paul, how much we all loved Paul. The real Paul McCartney. not only of sight and sound but of mind a journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination your next stop the twilight zone